Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. Hey, this is Dietrich Bader from Batman, and you're listening to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Broadway. We are the show that talks about computers, technology, and the internet. Thank you so much for being here on another what show. Are you, honey? What are you holding back? What was the problem? You were like, is uh, it going to make it? You uh, can edit and no, because, it up. No, because okay. I, for, I forgot what I was supposed to say. <laughs> you know, Andy, you were mentioning you do a lot of editing. I can guarantee you 95% of that is Broadway. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> This so has to what? speak his mind. I, I like to talk to him. Yeah. I, we're, we're here to talk. <laughs> here to talk <laughs> <about things. laughs> That's why I'm great on this radio. I thought Pick on Broadway was next week. Is it this week? Oh, no, we're just getting it's started. Every, <laughs> it's every week. It's every Last week uh, was Sean. Uh, I got to say, we, we did get some uh, feedback on you, Broadway. Uh, a woman who is not very tech savvy uh, sent me a note on Facebook saying, that guy with the Texas accent, his laugh is the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> so I said, yeah, we're going to try and bottle it and uh, put it in something. Uh, if I could bottle my laugh and sell it, I'd be poor still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been, no doubt, uh, a, a crazy, crazy busy week. And, you know, while we do focus on everything that is tech-related, uh, the Internet, tech has played a major part in kind of uh, where we're going now with uh, COVID-19 and the coronavirus as far as the research, the alternatives for people go working, the alternatives for people going to school, and people getting misinformation as well as good information. So um, we kinda, we're definitely going to be spending a little time with that. Um, one thing, though, that has been huge here in Arizona and across the country, and you have four different parts of the United States represented here. You've got Denver, Colorado with Justin, you've got Wisconsin with uh, Broadway, and then you've got South Bend, Indiana with uh, Sean. And of course, Arizona with you. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Arizona with me. Well, you're not in Texas, so that doesn't count, Broadway. Family's all in Texas. I could could claim Japan. Yeah, that's right. You do. Exactly. South Dakota. So it's global. It's very global. But, um, you know, one of the things, though, is uh, been here, I know, in Arizona, and I'm not sure what you're, you guys are doing as far as school. They have closed schools here till the 27th. And I know in other areas they've closed them in, into April. Um, Sean has been working uh, as, in, and he can't speak for the university, but works for a major university, one of the biggest. This has been a big thing now with students having to do their schoolwork off campus. So the university announced that they were moving all of their classes. Uh, they were suspending students returning from spring break. And then they announced it was going to be all digital learning and online. And that's unprecedented. We've never done this before. It's never been done. How do you do this, though? How do you do this if it's not been set up? I mean, you've got so, the teachers, the curriculum, all of that. Right. So ac- across the campus, um, part of Notre Dame Studios, which I work for, uh, we have what we call smart classrooms that uh, professors can 
record their lectures and record uh, their computer screens into a service called Panopto. It's a it's a enterprise level solution for this type of thing. So what we've been tasked with in the last two days of work, so last Friday and today, uh, because we're a Monday through Friday now because of the schedules, we don't have sports to work on the weekends. Uh, all of our sports have been canceled. It's no students on campus. It's just very very limited staff. In 2019, we fight. We brought this program on board called Global Classroom. It's using Zoom and allowing students to be engaged. It's a multi-monitor setup using multiple computers um, where a professor is tracked by a PTZ camera. He can move around, he can draw on a whiteboard, he can do draw on a, a light board so he can stand behind it and draw uh, equations and all this stuff. Uh, and it lived in what we call our teaching studio. Right. That was a one-off. They built it specifically for this thing called Global Classroom, which was great and it was very successful. So now what we've been tasked with doing is taking this global classroom and expanding it into two other studios and making, mocking up essentially two more global classrooms to which we can then parse out and say, hey, professor, come teach your class digitally and either do it synchronous, so meaning live to students who can then interact via Zoom. So there's two monitors so yeah. the professor can see the students a student starts to talk, it pops up big. It's the future of education, really. And he, can, wow. and he can interact with the students. And the students can then also, he can switch between, uh, we have a Microsoft Surface, mm -hmm. and we also have a, uh, a professor brings their own laptop so they can do their own PowerPoint, et cetera. Um, so we have built up two more of these rooms in our other studios, which were not necessarily designed to do the global classroom. The global classroom was designed to be self-contained, meaning it could move from point to place to place, room to room, uh, and be built kind of anywhere on campus that has an uh, internet connection or, or recording capabilities. So we have built up three, essentially three global classroom studios that are going to be start being used uh, in the coming days for professors to come in and start teaching. That's whether really cool. It, whether it's live to students on Zoom or whether it's recorded and then uploaded for students to ingest at home on their own time. Yeah. But the That's problem really is cool. that we've run into is I, I think that uh, I can't speak for the university, but I believe it's somewhere in the 10% of students at, at colleges don't have access to internet at home. Oh, wow. Really? Wow. I didn't know that. So that, that might not be a number that's specifically for Notre Dame, but that's something I read where it's very rural America. There's a lot of rural America that doesn't have good internet still. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I so can't think of anybody that can afford to go to Notre Dame, that have <laughs> right? I mean, it's a great school, obviously, great school. I know they're doing the same thing at U of A, and I'm, I'm. That's the thing that floors me is what it takes to implement. You know, this. You're just. And I, I don't think they really planned for this. It's suddenly like, okay, let's start doing this. And I wonder, is this going to be the future? I mean, we've seen online universities come out, but now you're kind of taking that whole model of being that traditional university where you go, you sit in a classroom. I'm also wondering, you know, is that going to change the uh, the studying capabilities of the student? You know, you go in, you sit in a classroom, unless you're playing a kazoo and running out of the class. You know, honestly, I was when I was in school, sitting in a classroom is where I learned the least. I, I learned more personally myself, just being on my own, being able to study when I wanted to or when I needed to. Being in a classroom to me, and again, I'm I'm a guy that's got ADHD. Okay, I, I I admit it. You know, I don't. I'm not ashamed of it. But I never learned in a classroom. I learned outside the classroom. 
from the military time, I went through a program when, when, uh, when basically I was a tank driver, right? So I drove mm-hmm. tanks. And when I went to basic training, they just started a program, and it was a, a beta program where GE Phillips was making simulators. So they didn't let me drive a tank in basic training, and they took 20 of us to Daytona Beach, Florida, where the simulator factory was. Oh, nice. And they taught us how to drive the tank in a simulator. And I mean, completely in our own actual tank seat and driving area, everything was real. They were able to pop the, the securities, the everything, right? right? So I didn't learn how to drive a $60 million piece of equipment. I, I learned how to do it in a virtual simulator, and then they tested us. Well, they implemented that within, a, uh, I think, three years later. That was the new standard. I think in our today's society, it is no different. Mind you, this was back in 89 when they did this, okay? Right. Think about the technology today. Our kids are coming out of school, and, and I would say, that, like Justin, all of us have some form of ADHD from our age, but the ones even younger than us, they learn and receive so much more information through their eyes than we ever did. Yeah. They have yeah. 10 times the amount of screen time. They have that's all they, they they socially we know that it's affected us socially to where we're already introverted. I.e., right. we're already enclosed in this shell. So I think the education system is built for this. I've taken online courses and learned and did better because I don't I can't stand sitting in a classroom either. And I think the majority of the kids. I mean, my son's the same way. He he hates school, but he loves to learn on his own. So maybe this is the the future. So go back going. What are you saying right there? Go go to like a uh, Khan Academy. We we've talked about Khan Khan Academy before. This is this has been out for years and years, and it's all online and it's all free education. Um, you can learn anything from basic math all the way up to calculus, world history, language, and a lot of the courses are taught by Salman Khan. And and one of the earliest investors of Khan Academy was Bill Gates, mm-hmm. and he mentioned this is the future of education. He's like, pretty soon, we're not going to have universities anymore. People are going to be learning in their own time, in their own personal comfort, and this is the future of education. One of the, I, I really strongly believe that. One of the things I really like about it, then, you know, because there was always a stigma. You always had that one person uh, on campus that, you know, was in their 70s or 60s that suddenly decided, you know what, I've had kids. Good on them. Uh, I, you know, I joined the, the military. Um, I, did, I never got a chance to finish my, my education. So they go back. Yeah, and they finish the education. And, you know, I'm just thinking maybe this this whole online theory of schools is going to make it more applicable and more, you know, more capable for, accessible. for people. Yeah, more yeah. accessible for people to, to go to school and actually learn. Absolutely. I, I really I like think that. The, I, I think the stuff that you're going to run into problems with is intellectual property. A lot yeah. of the a lot of professors and a lot of teachers don't want to put their content or their lesson plans or their, uh, if they've written a book, their textbooks ah, never up, about up that. where people can get it. It's uploaded and then it's shared on YouTube or it's yep. shared other places. Yep. Yep. Um, and I think that's a big fear of a lot of big universities or places that do big research and things like that, where you can't really do the online learning because of either restrictions on the content or, well, Just people not wanting to share the, the, the intellectual property with the mass. People might say, well, just have a login and, and a password. Sure, that will get that one person. But that one person might be running a screen capture software that captures the entire lecture and then uploads it to the rest of the Internet. See, me, but yeah, like, there's, there's was, really no way around it. If I was a student, I'd want to do that so that I can go back and review it as much as I wanted to. Sure. Or, that you, whole could, bit. or you could share it on YouTube and try to make some bucks before they take your video down. I'm sure some people would actually probably try nope. and do that. 
you know, another thing too, um, if if I may, I you know, I, the education part of this whole thing is awesome. But I want to go back to like you know what people are doing. It's it's really affecting you know small businesses. You know, there's a lot of small businesses that are closing out, especially the restaurant industry. You know, just last week they announced in Colorado itself, the whole state is shutting down all restaurants and bars. Oh, now, really? I've mentioned in the past we have a little neighborhood brewery in our neighborhood, and and I can walk there after work and have a couple beers. They're having to shut down. They they're going to stay open only for to go orders. They're thinking about ways they can do things where they may be able to serve you beers in a to go cup, as long as you know you can't. You can't uh, technically be drinking beer, you know, outside their premises. Right. So they're trying to figure out ways around that. But a lot of these small businesses are going to be losing staff because oh, yeah. they can't afford to pay them. And another thing, too, on top of that is families. Families are having to deal with the loss of, of child care, the, the no school, things like that. And also just the fact, and I've got a three-year-old son. You know, we've spent the last you know, week with him. Uh, day in, day out, all day long, and it's it's it drives us crazy, you know, in a, in, in a certain fashion because at a, there's a certain point, and you got to understand. I mean, I love my son, but there's a certain point where you're just like, gosh, please, just just stop, you know, like it's just, it's just constant. It's oh, constant. Hey, it doesn't stop when they become teenagers. No, I know. Going. Well, no, yeah, well, maybe. But there's one cool thing that I did see. I did see this, and you know, uh, the actor Josh Gad. Yeah, you like him. He was the voice of uh, Bailey the dog in the in those uh, those dog movies, the okay. Dog's well, Journey and all that. Uh, he was also more most famously known for his voice as the uh, um, Olaf in Frozen. Ah, I never saw it. Okay, well, he was most famous for for Olaf in there. Also, he was uh, the uh, Beauty and the Beast. Never saw he, it. He, okay, well, <laughs> anyway, extremely famous Disney actor. Yes, Josh Gad. Because of this whole thing with families are being quarantined in their homes, he has decided to start reading books to kids online every night. That's awesome. Via his Twitter account. <laughs> That's so you really can go cool. to you can go to the Josh Gad uh, Twitter account, and uh, it's just at Josh Gad G A D, and you can actually have him read your child a bedtime story, and he does it in all of his you know famous voices right. that he's done. That's a really cool that thing. Is, that is pretty cool. There's been a lot of people that have, like, stepped up. Yeah. So you've, you've seen a lot of major corporations yeah. actually offer a lot of content, either right, right now, it's available right now, or they have a plan in place that's saying, like, Scholastics just said, come to our website, get a bunch of free content for your kids to ingest or stream it. Mm -hmm. um, you got uh, the streaming. Some of the streaming websites are releasing some of the movies that are currently in the theaters. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, because of just so they can get people to ingest them and watch them. Um, so if you just do a quick Google search uh, for educational stuff, COVID-19, uh, you can see a list of corporations that are offering free content. Yeah, you see my grimace. You see my grimace there. that are struggling to get content for their kids. They're saying, here's this free stuff that we would normally pay, you know, we, you could subscribe to normally, but we're offering it to you for free because everybody's stuck at home. All right, I don't know if you saw my grimace there, uh, Sean, because, all right, here's the thing. Right now, uh, and they're still doing it, there is a lot of bad, I'm going to call them bad actors because that's what everybody else calls them, Sure. Yeah. Um, online, and they're capitalizing on people doing COVID-19 searches. Yep. And I, I just, I'm, I'm been in the habit of telling people, you want to find out anything about COVID-19, 
CDC.gov, the Centers for Disease Control, because because they'll use those ploys as ways to get you to check out their content. And I, I agree what you're saying. You might want to check out, if you're going to do that, check out Netflix, Hulu, Disney+. Plus. Of course, you've mentioned Frozen 2 uh, and Josh Gad doing the voice in that. I do know that he's the voice in Frozen 2. Disney went ahead and put that out on their streaming service, Disney+, Plus, three months yeah. ahead of time. Yep, yep, um, exactly. And then Rise of Skywalker, which was yep. supposed to be available digitally uh, this past Tuesday, they put it out on Friday so that people could go ahead and be, if they're going to be home. But you know, th- here's the thing: I, they're doing all this great stuff, but yet nobody was staying home. They were all shopping, trying to get paper towels and TP and and eggs. Yeah, right, I so mean, it's, so it's not just the kids that are getting the free stuff. Um, a lot of schools that have content through Adobe Creative Cloud or Avid Media, they also have said. We're extending your network. So if you're you're a student on campus through Active Directory, you get access to the the Adobe Suite nice. or Avid Media Suite. Oh wow! Now they are extending that. So anybody with a login. So if if I was a student, I could use my Notre Dame login right and access the Adobe Suite from home. Now that's nice. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Comcast offers sixty days free for students that don't have high speed internet right now. I had to give them credit. I just you know. Not trying to make well, a bad plug, but I just want to make a joke. It might take them that long to get it installed. So I mean, well, you know, speaking uh, of Comcast, I just want to mention too the same thing. Not only Comcast, but CenturyLink. Uh, uh, I think there's a couple other ISPs out there. They're re- they're re- they're removing their internet caps. So some of these internet providers, they'll have like a you know you get a uh, hundred gigabytes a month or a terabyte a month of, of of data, and then you get throttled. Because of everybody being home, and Andy, like you were mentioning, people are watching Frozen 2, and they're watching other things on Netflix and Hulu and all these things. There's going to be a lot more bandwidth, a lot more people using their home streaming services. And so these companies, thank you for all for all the ISPs, they're actually removing these caps, and they're letting people just do what they need to do. Some people have, have kind of wondered, though, uh, with so many people. Now, in the old days... When, you know, you're on DSL or you could even have been in a dial-up situation where you wouldn't be watching streaming media then. But in the old days, um, if you had people that were suddenly in your neighborhood all jumping on at the same time. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember that? You would, oh, you kiss would your be internet affected. goodbye. You would be affected. And, you know, that was that was the old days of the old DSL. Um, of course, <laughs> the old was- days of selling a T1 to 300 customers on dial-up. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think we're in an unprecedented time. Yes, where we I are agree. going to see a consumption of an ungodly number amount of data. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. <laughs> I think nine months from now there's going to be an ungodly amount of, of, of kids. and I I think I seriously I think there's they're going to call them the coronials. Oh no, I hope not. I that's, hope not. That's the that's the rumor that's going around. Now for those people though that that are concerned about that, your uh, experts are saying no. Seriously, you're not going to run into an issue. However, if you are inside the home. And you've got little Jimmy uh, doing his video conference for his class. You got Betty Sue doing his conference for her class. You know the wife taking. I'm sorry. A class. Who's naming their kids Betty Sue and Johnny? I was. Whatever. I just thought they'd be cool I names. I resemble that remark. <laughs> you resemble that remark? Yes, you do resemble that remark because your name is Johnny. I have family members named Betty Sue and Johnny. <laughs> but then again, but but then, so you have everybody in the house. You can expect if you don't upgrade that inner uh, that inner router, you know, if you haven't upgraded, you've got the old router, you've got a, a router that's been provided to you by the the cable company. Um, it's very important to make sure you have that inner 
situation filled out. You know, you, whether so you have a better router in your home. There are better routers. So again, that's something you want to think about. Yeah. Uh, and there's they're going real cheap right now. You can actually save some money. Um, I know the Nighthawk was at a pretty good price. I'm not sure what you guys are all using. Uh, Linksys. I, I have a Nighthawk. Yeah, and those are they're good performers, aren't they? I can mow the lawn and have my phone never loses connection to the wi- wireless. Right. So. Yeah. I, I just got Google Home. I got the Google Home Wi-Fi, but I use a Juniper router, so I got an SRX router. Uh, right. Way better than all you guys. I've got. <laughs> thanks. Well, thank you for being so modest about your connection. Absolutely, no problem. Anytime. <laughs> You you know you're a gigabit internet. You know yeah. it's all you know. And, I, and I'm and I'm suffering from the amount of people that are working from home now because that was what my problem was last week. Yes. I found out that they over you know like I jokingly just talked about back in the old days we used to take a T1 and sell it to 300 people on phones right. because the, you know between who logged in and who wasn't you as long as you had a modem bank. Well, same concept, people. You can only have one water hose and there's just not a, enough water to go down yep. the pipe. Yep, and that's what's true. been happening with me. So I think the big thing we're going to see, and it's been interesting to see, and from my perspective with knowing a lot about the video streaming and the softwares and the, the hardware and stuff, some of the Facebook groups that I follow, one of them is a church media and audio group. Right. where It's people that are sharing how they're handling services with no with no pe- people in oh, the yeah. pews. I was wondering. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it, it is crazy how people are just – there's people that are like, I need to stream tomorrow at 10 a.m. Help. <laughs> what do I buy? What kind of camera can I buy? Can I plug this thing? And then they're taking pictures. Can I plug this camera into this I'm thing? wondering, are you, ga- are you gouging if somebody comes to you and says, I've never done this before. I need to stream right away because no, you're nobody's selling so- services, so you not go products. But I will tell you, it's a product we've talked about before. It's a product I'm using right now. The A10 Mini is sold out almost everywhere. Right. You can't yeah. find it right now. People are selling them on eBay for up to $700. Oh, okay, my Lord. maybe that. Well, I think but, price gouging only applies to necessities. And I don't think an A10 Mini is a necessity. Right, but you have I to could be wrong. how many churches across the United States just canceled all their services and went to streaming only. Right. So I didn't even many. Know doing that. I and didn't even know. Even so, that there's a streaming website for churches that handles live streaming for churches across the U.S. They had massive outages this past weekend because of the amount of requests coming. Facebook Live took hits over the weekend on Sunday. Yep. Periscope, Periscope took hits over the weekend. People streaming churches. So it's called Church Streaming. Dot TV. That's All the right. one that's been popping up in the group on Facebook a bunch. People aren't going to church. They're watching the services in their home. Can they watch it on their TV? Is it or is this something Chromecast it or? Yeah, that's what I'm I mean, I don't know. Like, I haven't looked too much into the church streaming section, but right. uh, people are using. They've resorted to YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, uh, Instagram TV, which is crazy because it's not very popular anymore. Uh, pretty much anything that these people are asking, how can I stream my content right now? Uh, when church, when this church streaming TV took huge hits. People were abandoning that, going to Facebook. Then Facebook got overloaded. It's You're just seeing all these reports of my live stream's not working. YouTube is not taking my stream. I can't see it. It's super laggy. Well, uh, the, alter- the alternative, though, wouldn't it be for the service? See, this is the thing. You can stream live or you can record. When you record, you generally don't have a problem. Then you can put it up on a YouTube channel and everybody can watch it. So they could always essentially do this earlier and then put it up. For that that service, yeah, there there were a handful of the people that are in that group were saying, "Well, we recorded it last night. We're just going to play it back, or you can watch it on our on our, on our YouTube channel later, or however they handle that." But 
uh, you're just seeing, I'm going to use the same word I've been using. You've seen an unprecedented amount of people looking to stream their content online because that's the only way people are getting it right now is online. Right. right. And I, I guarantee that you are going to see a problem with a lot of the internet once students come back or officially come back digitally across the U.S. Well, I do want to make a couple of big points, too. Uh, for those that are, and we'll get into this next segment, uh, working from home. There are some things that you don't want to do if you're working from home. Uh, number one, and we have talked about this many times, and some people don't know. They've never had to do this before. Uh, in some cases, their companies are giving them laptops saying, here you go. You're going to work from home now. And uh, if they've got an IT person, they'll set up the login, the whole bit. But they may not even have uh, they may not even have uh, a VPN on it. And some people have said to me, and I thought this was interesting. They said, "Well, I don't have internet at home, so I'll just go to the coffee shop and do it there." And I'm thinking, "Well, wait a minute, they're closing coffee shops in some places." Um, I heard of one one big coffee shop. They removed all the chairs from it mm. because so that nobody would sit in there and and drink their coffee and get online and do their work. But that's been a location for many people to get their internet. And I'm I'm wondering. If they're going to keep the internet turned on, even if they close the stores and only make it for drive-through, so people can be sitting in their parking lot trying to do that. But also, you do run into security issues if you're connecting to your work computer, right? Obviously, you're going to have issues with people who think that they might be like, "Hey, I'm 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 not on my work computer," but they actually are, and they might start doing some questionable things on their work computer. Uh, Definitely, yeah. You're going to find some issues there. All right, we'll take a quick break. We come back. We've got more of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin. Let me find us on the internet at techtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Justin Lemmy. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Broadway. And I'm Andy Taylor. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you about this, Justin, because you have a 3D printer. So um, there has obviously been a run on just about anything you can find. Uh, if you're looking for TP, uh, paper towels, <laughs> coffee. You can't really 3D print paper towels. No, I I've, I got to tell you, though, guys, I went out looking for eggs, just a dozen eggs. Can't but print those either. Can't print those either. I couldn't find any. And, you know, somebody was telling me, go online. Uh, you can order eggs online. And then I'm thinking my friend Broadway is all the way in Wisconsin. And I'm sure he has some I, eggs because he had chickens. I, I was trying to figure out a way to, I mean, all of our family members have been asking about the same thing, but pre-coronavirus, um, I can't find a, a, a legal or easy way to do it or else I would. Mm -hmm. And plus, I started getting rid of our chickens because of external situations and circumstances, but I need to downsize for a little while. Right. And uh, a lot of people have been coming to get their chickens, so my egg count's going lower, and so is my egg or egg lay layers are going down. One of the other things, though, that has been an issue is respirator masks. And uh, respirator masks, you know, people have gone out and bought those. They bought the latex gloves, the whole bit. And I saw a story about these guys that have a 3D printer, and they found out that there was a run on respirator masks and they use the 3D printer to make them, and they've been doing it and donating them to uh, hospitals and everything else so they could use them. And I thought, that is pretty cool. And I sent you a link on that one uh, this past week, Justin. I don't yeah. know if you saw it. But again, that is something. And I don't know how hard that would be for somebody to do. Would that be an expensive undertaking? Well, I mean, the th okay, you're talking about medical equipment. Right. You're not going to be able to print that with the everyday 3D printers, uh, 
in terms of the, the, the materials that you use to print it with. PLA, uh, polylactic acid, is what you normally print stuff with. Um, it's not designed and it's not been tested in terms of human consumption or human inhalation. I know it, it, doesn't, it doesn't release uh, bad fumes when you print. However, it is also said, do not use this for drinking cups or bowls uh, okay. or whatever. But if you use ABS, which I can't remember off the top of my head what ABS stands for, but it's a harder plastic, that can be used for drinking cups and, and bowls and things like that. But it also requires special equipment on your printer. Um, so it could have just uh, been a case that these guys had that type of printer. Exactly, yeah. So, I, I yeah, I did I definitely saw the link you sent out, and I was like, I kind of looked into it, and I was like, nah, I can't, I can't do that. You know, I don't have... It doesn't require a lot of special equipment. It just requires like an, a different nozzle, um, you know, maybe just a little bit of tweaking with the profile settings when you print. Uh, but yeah, I just don't have that equipment. I'm wondering um, if that though is something we could see a little more of because we, sure. you know, it's kind of like the drone industry. We got kind of crazy into the drones and then it was 3D printing and 3D printing's been a little quiet for a while. They were making a lot of great products for, you know, the end user to make stuff. But could we see that come back for people who, Suddenly, hey, I have a need for something, and they go ahead and make it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of why I bought my 3D printer. I mean, yeah, I like to print out nice little figurines and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, if I need something. I mean, I, I, I printed uh, recently some, um, some towel holders for a drawer. So that way, Eric, when he washes his hands, he doesn't need to reach up up where the adults have to go to get their towel. He can just reach right there at the drawer, that and there's a cool. towel hanging right there. And he does it. And one of them worked. One of them didn't because the drawer wasn't the quite the right the right shape and i didn't actually measure it i just printed it um but yeah i mean little things you need around the house you know that is uh, that is pretty cool Absolutely. all right speaking of drones sean uh had a project he told us about and the video is up on our blog at blog.techtalkradio.com so sean tell us last week you had a gremlin drone and there's a video up as well as sean putting this together and giving the first test flight but actually you're going to see some of that right here uh, for those of you watching on our website, you can go to techtalkradio.com and see this. All right, this is the Gremlin. Tell us about this project. Uh, uh, so this is a project, uh, like I said, I've been big into drones. I've worked in the news industry for a long time. Um, but I was always into consumer-level drones, the drones you can go buy off the shelf, you plug and fly, and they just work. They, they hover. They do all this fun stuff. So I bought a kit to build my own, started the project, fell behind. It got packed up when I moved, and I never got back into it. Finally, Those are small my blades. Yeah, yeah. Finally, got you know my workshop organized in a place where I can feel comfortable building and tinkering, and I popped this back out and was like, "Let's finish it." Yeah. Well, this is a really complicated uh, something where you have to solder the the ESCs. I don't know if you guys can see some of these. Uh -huh. Some of these pieces on here are very small. Soldering the wires onto that. Forget uh, it. I I can't work solder to save my uh, life. So, <laughs> you know, I've I've had to solder a lot of stuff in my in my career. But soldering on component level stuff on circuit boards is really complicated. It's really hard. So I had some trials and errors, had a buddy come help me get it figured out. I had soldered some things backwards. So the motors were spinning in the wrong direction. So it, it when I flew it for the first time, they were all spinning in one direction. So <laughs> it, 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 didn't, it, it didn't even lift off the ground. Instead the of lifting time. off the ground, it opened a portal to hell, didn't it? <laughs> pretty much. It pretty much just sucked itself to the floor. Uh, then when we got it, that figured out and we had the motor spinning in well, the wait wrong a minute. direction. What if you put it upside down? Would it then? <laughs> no. No, then it so would just then, chop you up your carpet. Yeah. So then there's the software that you have to do for the flight controller, which controls the yaw, the pitch, the roll, all that stuff. 
Those settings were also backwards. So I had it up. I was hovering it. Great. This is cool. Oh, no. Went to bank, went to bank right. It banked left. <laughs> right? So you can see that in right, the video uh, that right I posted into, where I yeah. crashed it. Uh, I crashed it a couple times. I'll probably crash it here in a second. But so I just rebound it to my radio. I'm going to pop it. You guys are going to be able to see the camera. I'm so now, hold on. But, but just explain real quick. You have this video, the, the output of that camera. You have this hooked into your ATEM Mini so that those folks who are actually watching our video podcast of this will be able to see the video feed from the drone. Correct. So I have a camera nice. on the front. It's, it's, it's a small, very small sensor. So the quality is not superb, but it works for what I need. Uh, but I also can fly it with these. What is that? Right? Oh, a little like a, a have, virtual goggle. It's a virtual wear. reality goggle headset. Yeah. So first person uh, it's, view. It's 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 5.8 gig, right? And I have a receiver sitting on my desk here right next to my A10 Mini, which I'll show you here in a second when I switch over. So here's what the camera looks like, right? Here's this. This is the camera off the drone. All right. So Again, those, yeah, you need to be watching this, our video on oh, the website, techtalkradio.com. You can actually see A10 this Mini. video. It doesn't do a very good job of exposing properly because it's literally just a sensor and a lens. There's the receiver, the little receiver. Okay, got it. Plugged in, plugged in, into uh, into a compo- composite, a component, a composite level to Jeez, HDMI converter. Into screen my is that in the mini. background? <laughs> Actually, uh, for those who don't know, he's got a bowling alley in his house. <laughs> it looks like it. There's a projector back there. You're missing some ceiling tiles too. Yeah, that's where I, that's where my projector comes out. Uh, oh, you didn't know how to cut a hole around it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a techie, not a construction guy, okay? Give him a break. Uh, even I could have figured that one. <laughs> I'm the red All right. Guy. Okay. <laughs> Let's, uh, so, so what do you have to do now? See, I oh. told you I was going to crash it. There's switches on my controller that I have to arm to make sure it doesn't uh, spin properly. So uh, it's armed currently. Right. So you can you can, hear, you can hear it. You're gonna hear it here in a second. Oh, that's cool. A little bit of interference there. Yeah, a little. You can hear it. It's like a horror film. So I'm trying. Like, this is bad. This is really gonna be bad. <laughs> oh, yes. It's gonna saw his eyeball in half yep. or something like that. This is cool though. All right. So let me ask you, how much uh, did this cost you? Like, 125 bucks. Includes, but that includes a controller, right? No, uh, the, the controller was about 50 extra. <laughs> you crashes <laughs> again. You crash more than I do waking up in the morning, working my way to the coffee machine. That is that is, that is great. So, so that's uh, really cool, though. That's really cool. All right, there he goes again. Oh, 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 oh and he broke it. <laughs> All right, okay. ladies and gentlemen, so, he actually just broke the drone. I heard something snap. <laughs> yeah. So my brother-in-law races drones, and he wants me to he, – he posts his videos onto Facebook, and he's actually a member of the droning community, i.e. there's a group, uh, and they're, they actually they're, – it's, it's becoming an e-sport or a – whatever oh, yeah. the sport the dro- Drone Racing yeah. League. DRL, yeah, yeah, Drone Racing League. Right, he's on the amateur league of that, where he's yeah. going. I mean, they're doing the pylons and doing tracks, like just like Red Bull's flight ones. Right, right. Well, they do all that kind of stuff. And that's the only thing about droning that I don't know if I can handle is that continual hum, because mm, I had yeah. that in my tank in the army, and it will put me to sleep. So I'm afraid if I get that noise too long, I'll just pass out. It was always good to know that you were in the front lines, asleep in a tank. 
That's <laughs> right. Right. I mean, what else? There was nothing that was going to hurt that tank. What are you so about? if somebody is interested in learning how to fly these, right. the Drone Racing League does have a software you can download. You can buy a trainer module or use an Xbox controller and fly the quads. That's pretty cool stuff. So now that but, that controller will work with a variety of drones, right? It, you have to it, specific. There's specific uh, radio frequencies or modulation that this does. This one specifically does DSMX, which is one of the more popular modulations. Um, but there are other radios that don't do DSMX. Uh, there's there are some that are just FM transmitters still. Uh, so you have to just make sure you're buying a receiver and a radio that are compatible with each other and specifically a receiver that is compatible with the, the channels needed specifically for a quad. Uh, cause typically, uh, they, they call it tear throttle ailerons, elevators. This, 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 <laughs> uh, this is set up to where if I'm hovering, right, it won't pitch or it won't pitch right on right. its own. Right. Cause if, if I try and pick it up without disarming the motors, and set it off balance, it starts to spin the motors thinking I'm tipping it over. Oh, that is so cool, though. All right, so we can find that at flighttest.com, right? Yep, you can buy the Gremlins. Uh, more specifically, I talk about this in my video. You can't specific buy this specific kit anymore because they've upgraded the power packs. They've upgraded some certain component level stuff. But you can still buy the kits. It's not going to be specifically the Gremlin that I'm showing you. Uh, I do like it. Okay, so very cool. Nice little test flight. Again, you can see that video on our website, uh, you can also see the video of um, the first test that you did with it. We've got that up there as well. And you named it Don't Eat After Midnight or yeah, Don't so Fly I just, After I Midnight. Come, I, try, I tried to come up with a creative name for it. Uh, if you're you know, were an 80s kid like I was, you grew up watching the movie Gremlins. Uh, and it the premise of that movie is don't feed them after midnight. So don't fly after midnight. Hmm. It's just kind of a play on the movie Gremlins. I do like it. All right. Uh, again, we'll have links up on our website. We have some links from last week's show with two flight tests as well. So let's go ahead and everybody say hi to Eric. Hi, hi Eric. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. 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 God, he really wanted to say hi. So. Well, I'm glad he came in and said hi. Yeah. Now, have you got him playing uh, Call of Duty yet? Or yes, any? he's he's beating me every night. In, yeah. In kill death ratio. I mean, he is just awesome at kill, Call of Duty. Now, actually, Can, has are he you tried good at Call of Duty? Yeah. Has he tried uh, the new switch? Have you your switch? Can you still have your switch, right? <laughs> no, he's not touching that. <laughs> Way too expensive. No, he's been playing Game Boy. My mom got this like little. It's a it's like a cheap version of a Game Boy. It's not even a Game Boy. It's just a, it's it's got really simple little games, color screen, but it was like ten bucks. But it's got a bunch of little like Nintendo style games, and he's been playing that since my mom's been here. So that's pretty pretty, pretty, pretty is, cool for him. That is very cool. All right, say bye bye, Eric. Bye bye. Bye, Eric. See you. Bye, Eric. Can, you say, Eric. can you say, this is Tech Talk Radio? Tech Talk Radio. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Actually, we will take a break. We come back. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin Lemmy. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tech talkers. We'll be right back. Now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Hi, this is Bill Gates, and I listen to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Sean DeWeer. I'm Broadway. I'm Andy Taylor. And I'm Justin Lemmy. All right, you went through something this week. Oh. Uh, number one, you tried out a new product. And yes. I probably will have the same feeling well, you have. Not new. New to me. You're new to you, yeah. All right. And you also spent a lot of money. 
I did. <laughs> I did. I spent a lot of money. Uh-oh. Um, well, not on the same thing. Okay, okay. so the first thing was I, I've, I've had Ring doorbell for many years, and I've always had problems with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, from, the, from the delay in the pressing of the doorbell to the time that it takes me to be able to get the notification on my phone, let alone being able to actually click on the notification, have the app start streaming it, it's ridiculous. The person's already left the door by that time. And you and have you have good internet, so you, yes, they, it's no matter it's what ring. they can't it's say. Oh, it's you. It's yeah. ring. It's ring. I've done everything they've asked. I've I've completely put the ring on the DMZ. I mean everything. It's 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 not me. It's the ring. So finally, I've been noticing that my ring is just keeps failing, failing, failing every time. Like Mine my doorbell just stops working. Yeah, my doorbell just stops working, and I have to go and reset it. I have to take it off the wall, you, you know, unplug the uh, the two the two wires. Plug it back in, and it works fine for a couple days, and then it stops again. So finally, I said, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done. And I went, and I ordered a Nest cam. A Nest Hello doorbell Now, Google. did you go wireless or wired? Uh, well, I wired, because okay. I have a wired right. doorbell. Good. So I got the wired version, uh, and I found it uh, on sale on Walmart's website. It was it was through a third-party seller, but it was $190 after taxes, when they're normally going for $229 plus tax. So I got a, a decent pretty deal on that. So I got it in uh, late last week, and I, I hooked it up, and it was very straightforward. The same installation method as the Ring doorbell. You do have to take apart your doorbell chime real quick. You have to disconnect some wires, plug in the Nest, uh, the, 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 the Nest Hello uh, wires into it, and then the doorbell came to life. And immediately, the moment I pressed the doorbell, the doorbell would ring. Not only that, the notification came out of my phone, and my Google Home speaker said, there's somebody at the front door. Wow. No delay. Immediately. No, no delay. delay. No oh, delay at all. And the moment I click on the app, obviously I'm on my home Wi-Fi. So I click on the app, bam, instant video. So I'm like, mm, let me get on 4G. So I turned off my Wi-Fi, did it again, rang the doorbell. Within two seconds, I got the notification. Immediately video oh. stream. I'm like, this is amazing. This is so much better than the ring doorbell by tenfold. And then I subscribed immediately. I subscribed to the, uh, I can't remember what they call it, but it's basically their online storage service. Yeah. I get five days of video. Uh, 54 bucks, right? 50, 50 bucks. Yeah. 50 bucks a year. Yeah. I, I, I have that. I have the, the Nest cam uh, over my garage. Yeah. It's the best. Uh, yes. And like you said, it's very responsive the whole bit. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm loving the Nest cams or the Nest doorbell, the Nest Hello doorbell so far. It is by far much, much better than than the ring doorbell in my opinion and i just i just that's just what i am that's what i got do you guys have any thoughts on ring versus uh nest well uh, okay i have a ring and i have the same problems it doesn't even work now hasn't worked for like two months right and i'm still yep. and they just took the money out of my account for yeah. the uh, annual which is only it's a, a little well, cheaper if you, than nest. if you do cancel if you do cancel they will refund you if you say to cancel your Ring subscription, I did this. It said, do you want to cancel at the end of your billing cycle or do you want to cancel right now? And I said, well, I'm just going to cancel right now because I'm not going to use the doorbell anymore. Yeah. They gave me a $20 refund off the $30 because it was 30 bucks a year. Yeah. I had just renewed it. They gave me a, a 20 bucks right back. So I was like, oh, well, that's kind of cool of them. And then you put that towards the, the, yeah, the Nest sure. one, right? Why not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was always my big, con- my, my big complaint is that it would take forever. Sometimes I would try to, now have you tried this yet? Somebody at the door, they ring the doorbell and then you try and say something uh, to them. Yeah. And you can't, you can't do that with the ring. It's so, the quality is so bad with Google. The quality is amazing. The Nest, the Nest doorbell is amazing. Also, it has predefined responses. So I can say, just go ahead and leave it right there. Or 
we'll be right there. Hold on. Or I'm sorry, we can't come to the door right now. And it, and it speaks it in a, a, a different voice. It's not my voice, but it speaks in a different voice. So if I can't, I can just go bing and, and do it. I have the ring as well. And we talked about this in one of the episodes uh, last year when um, I had just put in all that brand new technology, the all the smart Samsung appliances, and we got a free ring um, doorbell. <laughs> and we got a free Samsung Home UI or whatever they call it. The Samsung that Smart Things. Yeah. That ring doorbell and that Smart Things, all of it died mm-hmm. yeah. on me. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. And I have been at the point now, you know, it's it's my Wi-Fi. I get it. My internet is only 40 by 15, but it's not even it's, – it's still got more jitter and delays. Um, man, I, I'm going Google. I'm, I mean, I'm just telling everybody right now. Um, I'm probably going to go the full Google route with all of their. You gonna get the Nest, are you going to get the software. Nest thermostat too? Yeah, I'm going to probably go. Full but here's Google. the thing: you are you are giving up now. Everybody knows this by now. You are giving up your privacy. Google stores everything, right. even though you're only paying for five days playback. They are keeping it on their servers for an indefinite amount. Wait, of time. so mate, wait. When it goes away after five days, nah, it goes away Google's for you, it. but it doesn't go it. for them. Google still got it. They record everything, and including if you have a Google Home speaker. They're always listening. They say they don't, but it's it's complete crap because you can walk around and talk about a particular product to your wife or husband, and all of a sudden you'll start seeing those ads on Google or on Facebook or now, on it's YouTube. The same, it's the same thing with the Amazon Alexa. Yeah, I know it is. Those yeah. smart speakers they listen. So you are giving up some privacy by going with entirely Google. You are going to give up some of your privacy if you like to keep your home at a certain temperature. Let's say you like to keep it at sixty-five degrees year-round, no matter where you live you're probably going to start seeing ads for heated blankets on, on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you this, and, and, and this is a, a fact that I want people to think of. It's real simple. On my Google Pixel, and, and Justin has one too. I have right? a Google Pixel 3, um, yep. It says it doesn't have it doesn't need Wi-Fi or phone service to be able to tell you what song is playing yep. in the background. Yep, I and noticed that. Yep. Very, I mean, I yep. have been in places where the, the song, lock screen you can barely hear it. It'll you be just a lock screen, the, yep. and, and it'll be just at the bottom, and it'll say current song playing, and you're sitting there going, okay, if it can hear that, yes. then I can barely hear myself over all of this other stuff, and I don't even have Wi-Fi access. How the heck, you know what? Did it do it? Yeah, wait, it, wait, it, wait, 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 yeah. wait. So, so you can have your phone. You can have your phone locked with the black screen when it just shows. All it shows is the time and date, and at the very bottom, it'll say now playing so and so song by such and such artist. Yeah, but it's connecting through four G, right? I mean, so you know, you guys know that I've they had, use. I've the, had both turned off. I've had both services turned off, and it still did it. There are identifiers that are outside the norm of the human spectrum. That you can yeah. hear, that are embedded in a lot of songs and radios now. Yeah, there's, right. there's, there's, there's like tags. There's that tags. Can get picked up. That can yes, get there are tags. That's exactly true. And microphones. Those so are exactly you, true. Right. So, it, are you telling me that there's a database of all of all music and, and their think about think about phone? how think about how small of a, a piece of data that would have to be to be stored on your phone to say this is the tag of this song. They could store hundreds of thousands of songs in that database on your phone, and it might take up a couple well megabytes. Okay, so for example, uh, RDS, which is a, a service that's used by radio stations where they can program it in, and it will read that data, and it will say, yes, but that's, this is that song. But that's digital only, but that's not going to be something that can be audible. So they're taking this, and they're turning it into an audible tag that's that the humans cannot hear, 
but it's inside the song. And that way, when the, you got these things out there that will pick up these tags and be able to display that information for you. So that's that's how they're doing it. It doesn't have to be connected to the Internet. Uh, that's it's all pretty stored scary. in a database. That, yeah. Now, th- Sean is usually the one that's like, you know, I don't like this stuff. Uh, I'm thinking that's pretty scary. It, it is. Uh, but I will tell you, and since since we've talked about this stuff on the show and my wife has heard about what we talk about on the show and has listened to it a couple times, uh, we have actually looked at purchasing a doorbell of some sort. Oh, look and, at that. And, I mean, also for Christmas, I did ask for a yes. Google Nest thermostat. Didn't get it. Right. That's fine. But we've also looked into getting a thermostat just because to keep our house, we can program it. So it doesn't have to be connected to the Internet. Mm-hmm. Well, another but, cool thing about the Nest is that when you when you have your connected to your phone, your Google account on your phone, and you leave your house, that tells Nest, hey, this person isn't home anymore. Bam, correct. it automatically lowers your temperature. Correct. Wow, I kind of like that. So or if, know, it, if it so, detects you're on your way home, because, you know, it knows your route. It knows the routes you take after a certain amount of time. It knows the routes you take. If it knows that you're coming home, bam, it turns up the temperature of your house. So when you get home, your house is the perfect temperature. So now, if, if you're – all right, what manufacturers are there for the video doorbells? You've got uh, yeah. you've got Nest. Well, you yeah, you've got Google Nest. You've got Ring Doorbell from Amazon. There's another you, one. You, there's a couple. There's a lot of them Simply out there. Simply Safe is one of them. Simply Safe, safe. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, those are that's, a, that's an all-in-one alarm system type of thing. If you AT&T, just want a video, AT&T does it too, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean Comcast. I mean, their the Xfinity service has one, but there are a lot of makers of doorbells. If you go to YouTube and just type in "best video doorbells 2020," there was a video that I watched personally. It had about ten different video doorbells you could buy. Right now, okay, so uh, I'm wondering. Okay, I have the Nest, uh, the outdoor cam. I have a Nest indoor cam. I have a Canary, which I really love, the Canary for indoor monitoring. Um, if I was to buy the Nest doorbell cam, can I get a discount? Because I'm wondering if I can get a discount on monitoring. Because then, I mean, then I have to pay a third-party company like Ring, which Do is I actually— Do I look like the CEO Amazon. of Google? That's, I don't know. Well, send them a letter. You get that to email the boss. Why don't you? You're the one that has <laughs> asked the question. I'm just one, I don't know what pricing plans they have. I'm going to oh, have yeah. to look oh, into that. Yeah. But you say it's worth it after your experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hands down. Ring or the Nest Hello Nest doorbell is hands down better than the Ring doorbell. But I don't have to have a whole interface like a Google Smart Home or anything to benefit. You don't from have this. to, but I do have that Google Smart Home uh, the the picture viewer, and I can just say, you know, hey Google, show me the front door, and it will show me the camera. Mm. Oh my gosh, look at this! If you're watching the video, oh hold on. Oh, I just did it. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 it did not. It okay. showed me pictures of front doors. <laughs> <laughs> No, but if I do it on my actual video, the the video uh, display, (laughs) yeah, it it does it. If I do it on a video display and I say, hey, you know, blah, 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 show me the front door camera, it will show me the Nest camera on the front door. That is, uh, that's actually pretty cool. I like that. I I might have to invest in that. You're saying you got it for a special deal of one? $192. Yeah, that's not bad. All right. And and you know, if you install all of their services at at the, um, if you install all of the Google products and services, you can get away with telling your Google Assistant to set up all these routines he's talking about. And you can just do things like, hey, Google Assistant, what's my name? It's John. See? Hey, I like that voice. It's John. That was uh, was actually kind of (laughs) cool. So that's what he's talking about. I mean, you can set variables, nicknames for everybody, family events, all of that. And that is the, the, we talked about this two episodes ago, privacy, what we're giving up. John. We all know it's here. John. 
It's time for your bubble bath. <laughs> hey, it, it did you have up. to put that image? I haven't even eaten yet. Come on, I didn't need that. You want a, you want a better one? No, I don't. No, we're good. <laughs> we're really, good. We're good. I we're really good. don't. I think we're okay there. Uh, boy. All right, so now, Sean, what is it going to take for you to actually get a doorbell cam? Because, again, you've been kind of a, a, against this. Uh, just going and buying one, really. I mean, my wife wants one. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, right now, I have two wise cameras in our house. I have So I have smart cameras. I have one pointing over the front porch, but it only detects motion. That's it. So. All right. We take a quick break. We come back. We'll have our website of the week. Uh, I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin. Let me find us on Twitter at Tech Talk Radio. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Hey, welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Broadway. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Justin Lemmy. I'm Andy Taylor. We have a couple of websites of the week this week, which uh, I know Sean's got one. I've got one as well. It's called Go Noodle. And I don't know if you've seen it. And, you know, Justin, you you have have a child. This is great for kids. This is a way to really not only educate them, but also get them to have some fun. Oh, I am so going to do this with Eric tomorrow. I mean, we've got got three weeks with him uh, at home. I am so going to use Go Noodle. Yeah, and it's, it's cool. It's good for parents, educators, the whole bit. And you can download a free app and use it on your smart devices, whether it be, you know, smartphone or smart tablet, the whole bit. That's really cool. And Sean, you have another website of the week, too. So something that I personally like about the Internet is that it's a hive mind. You can also get open source software. It's very popular. There's a website called Alternative 2. .net. It's a mm. website where you can type in your favorite program, whether it be Photoshop, Zoom, anything anything you can think of that you use. Mm-hmm. You can type it in, hit enter, and it's going to populate a list of alternatives to that software. The ones that come to mind right away are Photoshop. It's a paid software. It's a subscription-based right. now. It can be pricey, yeah. If you're on a budget or you don't have the money yeah. to drop on a subscription every month, type in Photoshop. It's going to give you a list of popular alternatives that are just as powerful as Photoshop. So this is this is alternative to... Alternative2.net. Oh, okay, very cool. Alter- yes. All right. So, so for example, Zoom is a very popular uh, video service chat client that is used all over the world. Mm-hmm. It's oh, be this very is really this cool. Weekend, you type in Zoom. It's going to bring you a list of alternatives. It's got 91 alternatives on it. Uh, Google Hangouts is one. ProfitCon is another one. It sounds like it's made for professors. Uh, Join.me. There's all these other softwares. Oh, wow. And you can, you can sort it by freemium, meaning it's free, but you can pay for premium content in those nice. apps. This you is really sort, cool. You can sort it by free. You can sort it by Windows, Mac, Linux, web, iPhone, Android. I like it. Okay, and the website address is Alternative2, which is A-L-T-E-R-N-A-T-I-V-E-T-O, not the number 2, dot net. 86,824 apps. Uh, they've had all kinds of people that will comment on it. They'll uh, kind of tell you what they think of the app as well. But again, you can find that at Alternative2, dot net. Wow. Remind me next week, too. I want to talk talk about this. Uh, I looked for an alternative for Outlook because I'm, you know, just, yeah, done with Outlook. So I was looking for an alternative, and I found one, and we'll go over that next week. We'll, we'll talk about that. That's it for this week's Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. <laughs> I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin. Let me find us on the internet at techtalkradio.com. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. And stay healthy. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.